0: Welcome on in everybody, it is Season 3, sorry, Season 2, Episode 3. A little dyslexia to start my day, is was always a good thing. My name is Kit Mang and this is a Confused Gentleman. I am here with my co-host and my peers, Christian on the screen to my right, WD on the screen to my left. What's going on, gentlemen? Not a not
1: whole not lot. Much. Great time to be alive.
0: That's right. Yes, it is. Today we are recording, it is February 8th. Monday night. The Super Bowl was last night. Uh, Did you guys have a good time? Did you go watch it?
1: I watched it, and I went to bed at 9.15. Nice. Did you really? 100% I did. I started falling asleep at the end of the third quarter. I was super bored with it, besides texting you. And (laughs) I looked at Lucy and said, I'm going to bed. i got to be up at 6 a.m., and Brady is just steamrolling over to KC, and there's no way Mahomes is coming back from this. Plus, I lost all nope. my uh, parlay bets. So I was like, eh,
0: whatever." Oh wow! So, yeah, you lost those about the second quarter. I tagged yeah. you on a few of those, but uh, yeah, it did, it did I, I did bad, good. But... We went up to, I went up to my uh, grandpa's place, grandpa's bar. We had a good time up there. Uh, Michigan just recently got reopened to go to restaurants and stuff, so had a nice little Super Bowl party. Had a good time. Hit a few squares, nice. so that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it, it with sports betting legalized up here in Michigan, it makes it for a hell of a lot more entertaining watch. Sure. When you got money on the game and my you know, betting now, yeah. I, I, so for all you degenerates, I hit thirty active bets before the game started. Oh so my that, gosh! That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Came out in the positive though. It was all good. Like two bucks. <laughs> it was probably about twenty bucks. I think all said and done. On look fantasy, for uh, season two,
1: episode sixteen, Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we got a short and show to you for you guys today. Um, we are way behind on this, but through uh, situations that did not occur, um, WD recently had some uh, wisdom teeth pulled. Yes, I did. Which resulted, resulted in him not being able to talk for extended periods of time yep. uh, without paying us stuff. So we delayed the this episode. This should have been released at the end of January. So we're about a week, maybe two weeks by the time this gets posted, depending on how quickly Christian moves uh, behind. So uh, we'll get this down. We'll get it squared away. So thanks for being patient with us. Uh, so today's episode, like I said, we are reviewing the January book, uh, which was titled Mistakes Were Made But Not By Me. Why we justify foolish beliefs, bad decisions, and hurtful acts by Carol Tavris and
2: Elliot Aronson. Mm -hmm. So guys, what was your overall feeling of the book, Christian? Uh, My initial thought was, so I'm used to reading some uh, pretty heavy text, but it was very interesting when you go through it because, you know, you you talk about self-justification, you talk about all those different topics and you don't realize as you go through it, like, Hey, I do all of these and I've probably done them all today sometimes, you know? So it was really interesting to like go through that thought process all the way from the beginning of making a mistake, right? To the end of it, where you start owning it and just that thought process in between. So I found it actually really helpful, uh, just my day-to-day life. So now Mm -hmm. like, When I do things, I kind of think like, "Now, which chapter did I? You know, where does that go (laughs) uh, with this whole book and this mindset?" So overall, I once you get over the you know bigger words and the you know the the bigger concepts, I had a great time reading it.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll piggyback off that. Um, It was definitely a more intellectual read than what I'm used to. Um, Kind of took me back to some college years of just. More like a textbook in a way, but with stories. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it had you know real, yeah, real yeah. life, um, real life examples and real world examples uh, thrown in there, um, and I honestly got the same out of it as Christian is. Even from chapter one, it's like I do this all the time. <laughs> you know, it's like wow, self justification and all that. Like, is this is it's, it's a very interesting perspective and. By the end of the book, you kind of you, you can kind of learn how to how to deal with it, how to catch it before it happens, and just to be and I think overall it, it, it's this book is trying to make you a better person mm-hmm. um, and maybe even help others in that way um, with that self justification and cognitive dissonance.
2: Yeah, and piggyback off that, like making you better, I think at sometimes I felt like it was breaking me down. just reading it you're like like those self-realizations oh i do this oh this is why i do this what an idiot why do i do this to myself you know so then you (laughs) gotta start working through that so definitely i think it made me a better person by the end of it but there are a few times where i had to set it down be like hey idiot that's why you do these things you know so
0: you know that for me the book was a little underwhelming um in the sense that it felt I think I was looking for more direction from the book as well. So more like, okay, here's the problem. Here's how you define the problem. And here's, here's steps you can do to fix the problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You but, don't think
0: it laid it out for you? I may not be smart enough to understand how he laid it out. Dude, you're freaking <laughs> right? doctor. That, right. You're smart enough. That's right. It doesn't mean that. But I kept thinking... I think I am I'm th- was thinking more mechanically and just like, okay, you have this cognitive dissonance thing. Mm-hmm. You know you're thinking incorrectly. What can you do outside of, of being aware of why you're thinking that mm-hmm. way? How can you fix your original thought? Oh, Maybe that's where it is. Maybe uh, it's like how you fix your original thought. Yeah,
1: it's the book for next month cognitive dissonance for dummies in the yellow
0: books yeah. that's where it's gonna be does, that'll isn't be, it that be the that'll, more, that'll be the the more instructive does it
2: have the pictures and like the pop-up things
0: oh yeah we'll get that I back. hope the pop-ups will be fantastic right you know what I'm gonna call your ass out Christian I know you didn't finish this book and I know you tried to finish it by listening to an audible you never actually read it you dang straight I got
2: about halfway through <laughs> chapter one and I realized your boy was gonna yeah. listen the rest yeah. of the way through
1: no, but, I, I, so, yeah, Kip, you, you, you got a good point, though, for sure. Um, it, it doesn't really give you, like, a a detailed, I guess you could say, map of how to recognize how to yeah. solve that issue within yourself. But if you look at it with the, the examples it gives throughout the book, you can kind of understand mm-hmm. why these people did what they did, especially the, so, the social experiments they did. It was oh, yeah. really interesting. Very interesting.
0: You know, there's a couple things that really stood out to me um, in, in a couple. There was the, the chapter with, like, relationships and mm-hmm. marriage, and then the other one with, um, like, with science. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the, the problems with science literature and, and how it was studied and, and, the, mm-hmm. and just with the medical field in general. With COVID going on, it makes you question a lot,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: right? It makes you question why are the vaccines rushed through this process, right? How do they become effective so quickly? Who published or who funded the research or why does it want to be research? And you have to think that there's not a doubt that these vaccine manufacturers, it was not – rushing to make a vaccine to end a global pandemic. It was the first to get it is going to make bank.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. At no point were they trying to sit there and help the world. They were saying, the first one that figures it out gets billions of dollars from every government. mm -hmm.
1: So, referring to the book, The Self-Justification, sir, are you saying that they are thinking that they know this vaccine might not be as beneficial as one would think, but they're looking at the outcome like, well, at least we're gonna make a lot of money. They're self justifying no, it that way.
0: Not 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 even that the vaccine worked or not. I think they put so much money into investing it, like they whatever studies they had to do to get it qualified would show the results what they needed to show.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright. Alright. Not necess- not necessarily that it works or it doesn't work. Or how effective it is or how it isn't, but they put out the right studies with the right formula with the right mm-hmm. statistics to be first, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it just ends. It doesn't end there. My my objection with a lot of scientific literature and research goes beyond. It is broad spectrum across the board. It is the same problem. It's not just vaccine manufacturers or whatever, but you know, it it just it's it's strange. I, I you know, and it, and it was here. There's this quote I highlighted here. It was once considered unseemly for a biologist to be thinking about some kind of com- commercial enterprise while at the same time doing s- basic research, says bioethicist and scientist Sheldon Krimsky. The two didn't seem to mix. It goes on. Commercial outlets and get-rich schemes, they helped to change the ethos of the field. Now it is a multi-vested scientist who have the prestige it just it it, it further justify what I think is true in medical research now compared to 20 30 40 years ago mm-hmm.
2: I mean and that's the thing with with that just big pharma in general right mm-hmm. is that at the end of the day now we have basically a whole business around you know funded through health but even with that right, there has to be you have to have some vaccines or some medications that work to keep that flow so at some point they do have to have some results right but I think at the same token they're not worried about having the best results if that makes sense they're not worried about what nah, did he he freeze yeah he
0: froze uh, he's froze on the skype screen yeah. so him and his black tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Looking all sexy, so well. Me, Doves, you and I will talk, and he can edit this out in his post edit. So. Yeah.
1: Um. No, I mean, going off what he's saying about big Pharma and all that, I think their whole thing is about dependence and not prevention. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're thinking that hey, you know, if we can keep people sick, we can keep them depending on these high blood pressure, high blood pressure pills, high cholesterol pills, mm-hmm. all that instead of diet and exercise and healthy mm-hmm. eating. You know, there's 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 not not saying there's not money in that, but you cannot make money off well people, right? You no, can only you make money no. off sick people, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's a band aid, you know, on a open wound that's never going to heal, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just some un, it's unfortunate that, that that's happened. You know, I. I what really kind of stuck out to me? I forget what chapter I think it was early on maybe four or something like that but it was somewhat traumatic events in people's mm-hmm. lives and how You know a traumatic event is something that you know, it's, it's a terrifying Experience that's happened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if sure. it's you know if it's keeps going and going and going repeated um, mm-hmm. it's it's never forgotten but if You know, according to this, it's, you know, if if you think something was a traumatic experience, but you kind of forgot it, you can't really recall it, then it it wasn't a traumatic experience. And then there's these Mm. psychologists and all that. They're saying, oh, you're um, repressing the memories. But according to this, it's like there's actually Mm. no proof of that. Right. It's not truly traumatic.
0: Mm-hmm. They, that was in the part of the book where they were talking about the uh the problems with like daycares yes in child and child, yes, 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 yes. And yes. child care yeah, the same yeah, yeah. and i it brings up a good point how, how traumatic could an event be if you don't remember it mm-hmm. right and i don't but necessarily Arbor buy that mm-hmm. right but it didn't go on to say like that whole field of psychology got like debunked in a way yeah i mean it's
1: it's they're saying, uh, from what I remember, it's saying like there. I guess there are still clinical psychologists out there who have this belief that you know you can repress the memories, you can do this and that, but mm. there's no really factual evidence behind that. And there's yeah. and there and from what I've read and other things is that usually it's a triggering something that triggers that memory. It's like oh, I didn't mm. remember that happened until right now. Right. You know,
0: I think the problem too with with the and that that part, of it, it was not so much of the factual of, of the mm. patient's experience, but the objectability test of what the psychologists were doing and and what they felt was appropriate treatment was not correlating mm. to the patient's result. Mm. Because it, essentially saying, you know, if you keep telling a lie ten thousand times, it eventually becomes the truth. That's essentially what was happening. Mm-hmm. They were just saying, it, you know, repress, 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 and until oh yeah, it did happen.
2: Right and. Well, go go piggybacking off of memory when it talks about, you know, we all remember like the same event differently and then how we speak about it. We add and take away details. That was really interesting because I had a traumatic event with my mom with her cancer. That was traumatic to me as a kid. And I remember things in a lot more severity than like my mom did because me, I was like, you're under deathbed and you're going to die. My mom was like, it was stage zero, you know, yeah. it, it, which doesn't take away from the, you know, h- how important it was or that she was sick. But like me as a 10 year old boy, I was like, my mom's dying, you know? Mm. Um, and actually me and Molly had like a real deep discussion where I kind of realized like maybe I have been using that traumatic, you know, maybe I would have been like fully believing it, was a lot worse than it really was, you know, and I could have fi- like found some closure, like maybe I could move on, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: I I I, I guess so. I mean, I, I mean yeah. it, I really don't know how I try to think of traumatic plus stuff I've gone through and I I guess I would have the same thing. You just kind of get over it after a time, and, and you, you actually understand the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: one chapter uh, that... oh Did you have to, no, something no, no, to say no, no, with that, no, 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 no. Okay, no. There's one chapter that I found out of the whole book that I found to be more obvious and completely understanding, and that was the whole Law and Order chapter. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Or Law and Dis- That was, that was and very Dis- interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... You you seem like it goes through every cop show every made, every mm-hmm. detection detective you hear about, every mm-hmm. case court case, whatever. And it can be extended beyond and I think to like with the impeachment trials that happen and mm-hmm. you know, the Kavanaugh hearings and all this stuff in in your like, like how how can this be so true but yet seem denied by so many people? You, got, you, know, you know what I'm saying or no? Yeah.
2: Well, I, like with that too, you saw how people can believe something so hardly even though evident, like you present evidence. It's like, well, obviously it's not that. And they're like, no, it is this because this is what I believe. And you just see that built in. And I think that framework of law and order and like the courtroom and all that, you really see like the whole thing is you have to present evidence. And some of those people are like, yeah, that's what you say, but this is what I believe, right? Right. Well, uh,
1: you could could spin that to the media, too. Like you said, Mm -hmm. they say something over and over and over and over again, how terrible this certain person is. Mm -hmm. You're eventually, if you're not thinking for yourself – then you're going to start believing that. And you're going to be like, yeah, this person is terrible. And this is why and all that. And then if you really think about it, it's like, why do I actually think that? Did Mm. I actually do the research? Was I just told that to believe that, you know, and we, we categorize those people, you know, in a, a term called sheep, if you will, Mm. you know, and that's Mm. not necessarily to put them down, but it's, it's, it's just a, a term to where it's like, open your eyes, you know, Become right. woke, if you will, you, you know, <laughs> like like start thinking for yourself, and you can, no matter the spectrum, no matter beliefs and whatever it is, to start thinking for yourself, and then you, I think you become yeah. a better person that way. For sure, so,
0: you do. But the the problem that comes with that is the mob mentality and the mob rule. Mm-hmm. Well, right, and uh, and the, but, but if you're steadfast you know, in your thing. own values, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right?
1: Yeah. And then you you build that. You know relationships, your own self. Yeah. relationships around you, and all. And as long as you keep those relationships around you, you're fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, one of the the chapters as well for me was um, the one where you know, they specifically say America, but um, and it, it, this hits kind of kind of home to me a little bit is that if you make a mistake, you don't want to admit it.
0: You feel like right. you are
1: right. put down, you're looked down upon, you know and that. And personally, there's been stuff that's happened. It's like, yeah, I've made this mistake. I don't want to tell anybody I did because it's going to make me look like a terrible person, mm-hmm. right? But that's not actually true, you know. If you admit to it, it, you're you're better off, right? And it's unfortunate we have that, you know, that kind of that mindset as a society. Is that <laughs> if you maybe you make a mistake and if you admit it, you're kind of put down or dragged through the trenches, you know. Right.
2: So, well, I think that's a I think that's like a, a like a way we protect ourselves because we you, you self justify. Well, I made that mistake because this, and I'm like even though I may think I'm wrong, well, I'm not because it, the, ines, the, the, ines the
0: means the justify me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So at the end of the day, I'm good, and and then like you know she talks about how like. You basically dig yourself in a hole of mistakes, and at some point you have to own up, or you're just going to keep digging that hole, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's.
0: I'm going through it with my office. I, I'm, for those who don't know, listening. I'm changing. I'm moving office locations, then I'm going from my own building and moving in with another guy to you know share space and share expenses and all that stuff, and it. And logically, it makes all the perfect sense in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Emotionally, in my heart, I know I've talked to those about it. You know, I feel failure. I feel disappointing. I feel pissed off. I feel anger. It's like I have no reason to feel all these things because I have all the other positives. But yeah, yeah,
1: is, is it literally it like just speaking on that for a second. Is literally a smart ass move
2: yeah. right now where it you're is? at. Yeah, I, know, I mean, really. you, shouldn't, I know. you shouldn't feel bad but, and that's the
1: problem. Like, This is why this book is so great right. as well yeah. is that you're realizing like, this is the type of society we're in where, yeah, you tried something, it's not doing quite as well as you want it to be, but you have another op- avenue or opportunity to get to there where you can actually right. go back and do your own thing and then you're fine. There's nothing wrong mm. with that. You know, there setbacks, no. proper setbacks can lead to Greater, what do you
2: want to call it? Greater comebacks, or so, or comebacks, right. maybe, yeah, right. So well, well, it's no. greener passion. Greener passion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little snowy out there. I don't know if it's going to be green. Uh, oh, it's cold yeah. out there today too, not boys. Snowy. But, not down here, but but I think with that too, when we talk about mistakes and self-justification, going into that mindset, like Kip, he, I don't think Kip ever thought in getting his degree that, hey, I'm going to go share a space with a guy, right? Like, like, and I think that's where that, that dream, now you, you think you're a failure because this is how I framed it up. But like Dub said, it's the smartest decision you can make right now. Like, we're all on board with it, oh, you yeah. know? Like, so at no point are we like, dude, you know what? That sucks. Like, no, we're like, yes, do that. Like, that's what you need to do. Like, Well, what, well, what kind know, of people will we
1: be to, to to tell you, yeah, man, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's, that's a terrible decision. You know, you need to think about your business first, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Right.
0: right. Well, it, it, you know, we've had a long history, mm-hmm. and I know, you know, the problems, you know, the good the good friends you have will t- will say the, the shit you don't want to yeah. hear.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Right? And I know me and Doves have been through that on a, on a mm-hmm. few occasions, and, you know, you just keep yourself in check. So, it, it you respect everyone's opinion, and you want to hear, and you just want to please everybody, but... I just have this weird obsession with wanting to make people jealous of me. Mm-hmm. Huh. And, and this move does not scream that I would get that. Mm-hmm. And it's not from like my friends. It's like from just other people that I don't interact with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it's, so we- it's so weird how I think.
2: Yeah. Well, well it's to uh, that I point, you want to just prove that you're better at something. Right? Yeah, that too. That too.
0: Want to move on because I know we're keeping this one sh- the show uh, short. The most fascinating thing I read in this book came in the love and affection chapter or the love and marriage chapter, yep. or whatever it is. And they talked about the magic ratio. Mm-hmm.
2: You're,
0: you, are you, did you hear that? Did you understand what that was, Christian? Or did you get that far in the book?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't believe in magic, so <laughs> I didn't understand it. You know, me being a Christian, Harry Potter's a sin. So when I heard. Magic yeah. X made out of there, so so they talk
0: about the magic ratio in love, in uh, marriages and in couples. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read the passage here. The tipping point at which a couple starts rewriting their love story, Gottman finds, is when the magic ratio dips below five to one. Successful couples have a ratio of five times as many positive interactions, such as expression of love, affection, and humor, to negative ones, such as expressions of annoyance and complaints. It doesn't matter if the couple is emotionally volatile, quarreling 11 times a day, or emotionally placid. Quarreling once a decade, it is the ratio that matters. Volatile, cu- mm-hmm. volatile couples may yell and scream a lot, but they spend five times as much on their marriage being loving and, and making up. Quiet or avoidant couples may not display as much passion as the other types, but they display far less criticism and content as well. The ratio is still 5 to 1. I love it. Hmm. And I think that really explains those those marriages that you think should not last. It should not be. Mm-hmm. They should not be. You know, and that, that that gives an easy explanation to why that couple's still together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, is your dog bugging you? Yes. And I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying to. Uh,
2: I think Molly's showering, ready for bed, so I'm on dog duty for the moment. Wonderful. So she's ta- like Like, did you see her? Like right here. Oh yeah, I saw oh. her. Yeah, I can hear it oh, too.
0: Oh
2: god. <laughs> so. So I'm gonna have to. Uh, Molly, can you get her? W- we have dealt with her for the last five minutes, and she's attacking Kip. Phil. Phil, who's Phil? Phil. Phil. We, we don't talk about Phil. him. He's he's not in that five to one ratio. He's more like a three two. You know so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, do you guys got anything more you want to bring up about the book? Any final thoughts on it? Closing remarks? Recommend? Don't recommend? Uh, uh, I def- uh, You go ahead.
2: Go ahead. So- no, no you can. I definitely recommend if if you're ready for you know something to read that you that, that you're ready for an intellectual read. That'll make you make you kind of self reflect, but also gives you a, an open mindset to what's going on around you. I would definitely recommend this. Now, again, you have to be ready for that intellectual read, um, but if you are, I, I definitely liked it enough to for to recommend it to people. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting book. Um, I think if you want to really look within yourself and then fix yourself and also try to help other people. I think it's a good book for that. I think mm-hmm. it kind of breaks things down in different categories and different aspects of everyone's life to where you see those real life examples of this is why these people thought that. And then, cause I, I mean, there's a bunch of examples in the I mean, tons of examples in the book that, you know, it's like, Oh, I kind of probably would th- think the same way, or I would probably mm-hmm. do that, you know? Um, Speaking of the, the law and order one, you know about the investigators and the uh, Interrogators, you know, it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting that mm-hmm. Even their own self-justification, you know, they're they're convincing people to lie to, to, to say they're guilty when they're really not And it's like that's that's the result they want. So it's it's and they're right. they're in their head. They're Proving to themselves like this is okay. Because this is the this mm-hmm. is the the result I want. So if I can convince him to make to say that, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting book.
0: I I too would make the recommendation to read it, but I would tell someone to split it up. Like read a chapter, mm-hmm. wait a few days, go through life, see what happens, mm-hmm. go back, read a, read the next chapter. Yeah, that might be another problem I had with it. Maybe I didn't have enough time to process each chapter independently. To get a yeah, good grasp of what's going I, on, I would
2: so. agree with you on that. I definitely went into it like I'm gonna read a chapter or so, and it's definitely one of those to break down and go maybe yeah. once a week or once every you know once every other day or something yeah. like that.
0: Exactly. Well, that was this month's book. We hope you all enjoyed it. Leave us a comment or a description of what you thought about it. Uh, wd has the book for february he made the recommendation i know we haven't discussed it on the socials yet so dubs introduce the book tell us about it give us a, a little rundown and uh go from there
1: yeah so the book is going to be 1984 by george orwell great book great book way ahead of its time i believe it was written in the early 1900s if i'm not mistaken um and it was actually a required uh reading back when i was in high school um, so I've read it several several times. I, I've enjoyed it every single time. And what I really like about it, and I think it's really a good book to read in today's society because of what Orwell talks about in the book. Even though it's fiction, it's almost uh, like he's predicting the future in a way of where we're at with double speak, uh, with I won't say tattletelling, but it's it's people reporting on other people. You know, it, it's it's you know big brother it's it's everything that's 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 happening in today's society so i thought it'd be a great great book to read um it's a pretty easy read um it's you know it's based off a fictional story so you kind of get involved in the lives of uh, a couple and their kids and where it goes from there um and it's, it's really good it's really good
0: I look forward to it. I've heard a lot about this book over the last year. Um, I do not remember if it was required reading in high school, although I took as few literature (laughs) classes as possible. Uh, I hate reading, but uh, as I said, I'm trying to work on it. Uh, copyright
1: 1949
0: okay 49 so yeah renewed in
2: 1977 Mm -hmm. so uh, I look forward to it Christian have you read it or or I I have heard it and I've read um, excerpts from it through uh, some of my history classes but I haven't read it all the way through so I'm actually super pumped about this because again I've read excerpts and I've never got around to actually read the whole thing so it's going to be an interesting read for sure well I look forward to it Um, I know I'll probably have to have this on (laughs) audible since I'm
0: to have a major life change, but at one point we will understand what's going on. Uh, so that's going to be do it for this show today. Like I said, we kept it short. Dubs are going to finish it out with a dub nugget, right? Yeah. Did you find one? I did. You almost did do one, guys. I almost did but I had to keep the record
1: it. going. The, the streak right. going. So um, let us
0: know. What where, where you got?
1: Yeah. So the, the dub nugget is about book clubs. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh. Some a couple of interesting things about why you should be part of a book club. All right, hmm. listeners, listen up. It uh, it decreases your stress, so you know listening to our lovely voices decreases your stress. You're welcome.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: it's uh, it, it helps actually with your writing skills. You know, you learn. Your, and actually, okay. I've heard Good. that before. The more you read, the better writer you are. The more words you learn, yeah. understand all of that. It's you, great. You don't
0: keep saying "very" every other word. I thought or that light, I thought like, you were supposed to use that, very light. Yeah. I
2: yeah. very like that. Is in every sentence I use. Um, you also <laughs>
1: you you gain new perspectives, which I, I think with this book, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can uh, we can attest <laughs> yeah. to that. You know, you gain some new perspectives. And the my, the best one, and probably the best reason to join a book club, and unlike ours, because it's virtual, snacks are always provided. Hey. There we Boom. go So there's your few reasons to join The Confused Gentlemen Book Club And we hope you guys Enjoy the book we had this past month And 1984 For this month of February
0: Fantastic Christian you are on deck You'll have the recommendation come March uh, So start thinking on that ABC's at 1,2,3's love it. it That's right Have you heard of the Chronicles <laughs> <laughs> of Narnia <laughs> all right everybody that's going to do it for today's show we'll be back with you later for another episode next week (laughs) until then stay safe be respectful love everybody give yourself a hug have a good night see ya good night